Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Y'all got your drink, fellas. Got my drink. It was like, ooh, our lips look so good. I got good everything, Charlie. What else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture, I think. Ooh. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring-summer collection, a.k.a. Okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. It's Friday and I'm back with another exciting new episode of TGIF. And of course, we're here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip this hot tea or whatever's in your tea. And uh, we got y'all covered. All right, please welcome my co-host, multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. What's up? And please hey, welcome y'all. brand strategist and red carpet correspondent, much like Joan Rivers, Al Reynolds. Really? We're going to do Jones Rivers. What's up, Claudia? <laughs> I'm going to let you have it tonight. I know you're in a good mood, so I'm drinking too, y'all. What's everybody sipping on tonight? I got Va Tito's and what is in here, KJ? Tito's and something. Huh? Pineapple. Pineapple. Okay, what y'all drinking? I'm having champagne. <laughs> Claudia, you so ghetto. You you the only person who be having people at work that come to work with you. Well, what it is, KJ? I, <laughs> I'm drinking uh Publix raspberry lemonade. I need to try this Publix lemonade you speak so highly of. So why are we all up here with plastic and paper cups? Just ghetto. <laughs> because we wait on our raise. <laughs> <laughs> now we good. Fox Soul got us good. So um I want everybody to remember next week we will be at a new time starting on Wednesday, 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East. I, I know Q, you're very happy about this. Yes, God, honey, because this this time slot was messing up my social life. By the time I get down to the bar, I don't miss two hours worth of drama. Miss Kenny has already done her opening routine. <laughs> oh, I missed routine. the opening number. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready to get back so I can get back and take my seat because I'm in charge of the girls. Okay. Okay. So all right, well, make sure you tell a friend so they don't miss uh, TJF at our new time, and, and, and we'll start that next Wednesday. All right, now, before we jump into some uh, hot topics, uh, we have some clips of you hosting mm-hmm. the red carpet for the 36th Annual Mayor's Arts Award presented by Mayor Bowser this past Tuesday. Let's take a look. Okay, Al, tell us about your award experience. How was it for you? All I saw was ankles and lips, though. Ankles and lips. <laughs> ankles and lips. Well, first of all, you know, this was uh, springboarded by our boss, James DuVos, who came to uh, Washington, D.C. when he was the judge for the Miss Black uh, America pageant. You guys remember when he visited the city. And so he had the opportunity to meet the director of the Office of Cable Te- Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment. And 
they really would like to do more integration of Fox Soul with the office. So this was one of the ways of them doing an integration was allowing me to host the red carpet. So big thumbs up to uh, Mayor Bowser, who is very open to the relationship with Fox Soul, as well as the director, Angie Gates, and just all around a fun time with them um, actually honoring the creatives of Washington, D.C. So they say D.C. stands for the District of Creativity. So that's exactly what the night was. And it was it was absolutely amazing. Well, congratulations. Let me just read a couple comments to you. Ray Bela says, Abu is so accomplished. Um, <laughs> Crystal Johnson said, Al was sharp. Uh, Student Life says, Al Rivers. Because <laughs> of you. And Al, you ain't, got a, you ain't got a book and fee. What's your book uh, and fee, Al? <laughs> you know, I don't have one of those yet, but I'm going to get one, right? I'm sure Claudia helped me figure one out. That woman is a master, is a master oh. businesswoman right there. I'm going to get these checks, man. I'm going to get mm -hmm. these checks. I got I to support this gambling habit one way or the other. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Al. And uh, I, I love that uh, um, other other entities are, are recognizing the talent here. And please feel free to call upon Foxhole and any of uh, our Foxhole hosts to, you know, come spice up your event and bring some light. We, we love to Absolutely. work with you. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into some hot topics. It's being reported that Wendy Williams will not premiere the new season of her show on Monday, October 4th, like it was originally planned. The Wendy Williams Show's Instagram page posted the following message. Wendy will not be returning with the new shows on October 4th. She has been and continues to be under a doctor's care and is not ready to return to work. We plan to return with her new shows on October 18th. Her, her breakthrough COVID case is no longer an issue and she is uh, has tested negative, but she's still dealing with some ongoing medical issues. This is pretty sad that she has had lots of health issues in the past couple of years. What are your thoughts on this news, Al? I'm going to tell you right now, in the beginning, I really was concerned for her. But right now, it's just starting to feel like Wendy might be renegotiating her contract for her season. And I think the way for her to get money is all of these antics. And to be honest with you, I, I want to like put her in the same box as Little Nas X and Kanye West. Like she really knows, at least in the last couple of seasons, knows how to all of a sudden get sick, her health problems come back, her drug problems come back. I'm really starting to see a pattern over the last couple of years that as it relates to the beginning of her season that she does this type of situation so that she can get you know higher ratings and expectation. But in this case, I'm kind of feeling like she's either doing that or she wants more money for her for this season and she's holding out until they give it to her. So do you think she's not really sick and she's just really putting putting extras on it? I don't I, I just remember we just recently saw her get out of the mental institute right when they caught her doing the uh the bait she didn't seem that sick to me when she was doing the vape and then aren't you not supposed to do a vape when you have COVID and she was communicating with a guy that she just met on the street that particular day she looked happy to me she was mobile she was moving around her legs didn't look swollen to me I just don't know Hugh what do you think I hope Al is right. You know, I, I I I hope Al is right. And at this point, cracking Wendy back on drugs, Wendy's drinking jokes is just late, tired, and through. Um, I don't know. Part of me feels like when we get the later in life memoir or biopic pick from Wendy Williams that we're probably going to find out that Wendy is going through some stuff. I hope she isn't, but it feels like Wendy's just got some stuff going on in her personal life. And, 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 and Denmark Mercury, the producers of the show, 
I'm just curious to know how much longer they're going to be willing to put up with this type of stuff, considering how much money they put into this situation, because there are other people out there that could do the show. I mean, I'm one of them, but there are <laughs> other people out there that could do the show if it needed to be reworked and reimagined <laughs> for the next 10 years. So, Q, did you say you were one of them that could redo the because show? I already know that. It's already done. <laughs> I think with Wendy, you know, because, you know, a lot of people have disdain for her because she's, you know, she's shaded a lot of people. That's just kind of what you got to do in this business. And you, when you're addressing people and talking about their dirty secrets, a lot of people kind of, you know, don't really give her like, they're like mm, side eye. But I, I, I kind of got to go back to her losing her mom and her husband in a short amount of time. And as, as, whether you like her or not, those are probably devastating things. And if you're someone that already had a history of drug problems, on top of the other health issues she has with the swelling in her legs and, and does she have Graves disease as well and COVID? I don't know. I, I, I it could go either way. I mean, I, she hasn't been looking good to me in a while as far as her health. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if she, I, I, I don't know if she want to let her show go like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways, I guess we can say thoughts and prayers are with Wendy at this time. And if, you don't feel like doing your show, Funky Dineva. Would like to throw you. <laughs> <laughs> he just tossed us. He just he just tossed us out. He just tossed us out with the baby. Water. He already left us. I he said. Already- I said. Can TGIF do it? Funky's like, don't worry about TGIF. I can do it. Boy, get off my line. He just Bobby oh, Browned us and went solo. Right, right, yes, he did. Get out of here. I'll let you yes, I'll let y'all come sit on the sofa occasionally, bye. like like she do Bevy Smith and them. Y'all can come visit from time to time. Oh, so now we Bevy Smith. Right. <laughs> Claudia, you, do you see this? You created this. Claudia, oh, I know. You're, you're responsible for this. Oh, Lord. You're responsible for this. <laughs> Give a Negro an inch, you're going to take a mile. <laughs> cast us aside. He didn't cast us aside. <laughs> cast us aside. He went solo. Kelly okay. and Michelle, calm down. Go to the next thing. Right. Okay, Beyonce. <laughs> well, well, while we still have the pleasure to still be on your right, all your, all your to, to still be able to work with you, let's get through these stories. Maybe, you know, this might be one of our last shows. <laughs> but it's been over right. two years. Since Dustin Heist filed an explosive lawsuit against Don Lemon and accused the host of assault and battery at a bar on Long Island during the summer of 2018. Now, uh, Dustin's attorney finally expects the case to end up in court after early, uh, early next year after a prolonged legal process. Now, for those that don't know, the lawsuit states that Don Lemon put his hand down the front of his own shorts, vigorously rubbed his genitalia, removed his hand, and then shoved his index and middle fingers into the plaintiff's mustache and under the plaintiff's nose. The lawsuit also states that Lemon intensely pushed his fingers against the plaintiff's face and under his nose, forcing the plaintiff's head to thrust backwards as the <laughs> asked plaintiff, you like P-U-S-S-Y or D-I-C-K? Now, while saying this, Lemon continued to shove his fingers into the plaintiff's face with aggression and hostility. Of course, Don Lemon has denied any wrongdoing and has called the suit frivolous, what are your thoughts on the allegations against Don Lemon? And just a reminder, of course, Cuomo is also being accused of sexual harassment. Not that that has anything to do with Don Lemon. What do y'all think about this story, y'all? And do you believe it? Them fingers ain't pushed that man head back. It probably was that smell. Um, <laughs> what, what is it? I got a question. Was this a gay bar? Do we know? I think it was. And the reason why I asked that, not excusing it away, 
that I've been to another, I've been gay a long time. Um, that type of drunken horseplay happens in those environments, right? I, I don't know if he did it or if he didn't do it, but that type of drunken behavior does happen in 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 gay bars, and it's it's generally accepted behavior um, from time to time. Not excusing it, not making it right. Um, again, motive is my thing. Yeah. It sounds like something drunk gay boys do, especially in very white friendly gay bars. Um, oh, it said it wasn't a gay bar. It's not confirmed. Let's not say it was. I mean, I'm not saying it was a gay bar, but nevertheless, this does seem uncharacteristic of Don Lemon, the media persona that we see. But I have also seen this type of behavior happen in bars. So I, 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 I don't know. This mess is old. Man, you didn't die. Let it go and leave Don Lemon alone. He the hope and the dream of the slave. Al, you you would be on the New York scene because that's when we used to hang out. And I know mm-hmm. Don Lemon. I seen him on a New Year's Eve special, and he was lit lit. Was it neat? Was it Don? <laughs> I know Don probably gets a little lit. What do you think about this story? Do you believe it, or do you think it's a non-issue? I knew there was. Um, I, you know, Don and I lived uh, next door. We were neighbors in Harlem. Uh, Don is a is a cool cat, but I think it is par for the course. But this is my thing. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been telling whether you gay, straight, as a black male, you cannot do what white men do and get away with it. You need to leave these white women, as a black, successful black man, you need to leave these white women, in this case, these white men alone. Now, we do know that Don Lemon's partner, his life partner, is a white male. But all I can say is, I I can't, I don't know what bars that, I mean, Q's talking about, but what, I don't get the whole putting your hands down in your underwear, rubbing aggressively, and then sticking your fingers in somebody's nose like that. Just didn't like he should be put in jail just for doing that dumb shit. To be honest, I'm sorry. I mean, that doesn't even make no sense. When I was reading it, though, I'm like, okay, if someone you see someone rubbing aggressively in their crotch, right, and you just stand there watching it as right. a dude, then they take their hand out, and then they're bringing their hands. Close to you. Are you just chilling the whole time as they're coming in? Like, right. like, and then he did it again. So I'm like, I don't know. I do not. I don't, who does that? Like, cute. Does it? Do, do, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to drunken. You, it's but... drunken. It's drunken frat boy behavior. But do y'all remember okay. that song? Tell me what that thing smell like. Won't get kinky tonight. <laughs> I don't know that song, but I, 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 I think it, was on BET. it used to come on BET Uncut. Will you tell me what that thing smell like? <laughs> <laughs> they do say that the uh, the alleged victim, uh, Don said that the guy was trying to you know extort him for $1.5 million. And at one point, supposedly Don Lemon did offer a six-figure settlement to this guy who he, tur- he turned it down and said, this is something I'll be healing from and recovering from for the rest right, of my life. Yeah, okay. No? Yeah, he need to do better. Well, let me ask you this before we go on to the next story. Is it do we take it less seriously because it's a man? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and it don't make it right, but mm-hmm. we live in an unbalanced world. But yes, you ain't traumatized. You ain't lose no sleep. You ain't somewhere crying, shaking and shivering at night because this experience happened. Get off my line. Because this experience seems a lot worse than the thing that Cuomo is accused of, which I still think, you know, he he grabbed her, he hugged her, he grabbed her little cheek or whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen, I had a producer do that to me, and there was some issues with him because he had a history and also threatened people. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's definitely a thing with everybody that has gone up against Donald Trump, Cuomo, and, and yeah. both Cuomo brothers and now Don Lemon. I, 
we're so paranoid now about with these conspiracies now. So I don't know. I mean, we know that it's not happenstance for sure. So yeah. yeah. Well, switching gears. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to go to commercial. Yeah. Yep, and we'll be right back. We're gonna talk about Cynthia, and Bates, <laughs> uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. The cast is kind of just being—it's like Survivor over there. We'll be right back with more TGF after this. Huh? Welcome back to TGIF. Just another reminder: tell your friends and set your reminders. Our new time starting next Wednesday will be 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East. Sorry, <laughs> I had a little, little, little glitch. Hold on, one you didn't oh, take your brain pills today, Claudia. <laughs> You know, since I've been here on set, I have not been taking them every day, and I'm, I got my stutter back, and I'm like, oh, I got to get them. You know what? Real, real quick, you know why I take those brain pills? I've had five concussions. Like I have I'm, some real- I have some slipping and falling. I, I slipped and fell, car accidents, attacks, all kinds of stuff. So I, um, I have a stutter now because of it, and my speech sometimes gets messed up. But anyways, let's get into some more tea. Cynthia Bailey isn't the only Atlanta housewife that's churning in her peach this season. After 10 years of being on the show, Portia Williams announced that she will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Williams released this statement. After 10 life-changing, incredibly incredible years, it's finally time to begin my exit, my next chapter. Next season, I will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This was a difficult decision to not only make, but also come to terms with. It's one I have put a lot of thought into, and because of that, I know it's the right one. Are you surprised? And do you think the Real Housewives of Atlanta that the fans have come to love has come to an end? Um, I'm definitely surprised, right? Because on the surface, Portia quit two very high-paying jobs that anybody would give their left kidney to, to be a part of. I mean, God knows I'd give every, I'd sacrifice every person in my life to be on Dish Nation and to be on a show as successful as the Real Housewives of Atlanta for 10 years, right? And so it makes you wonder, dang, what's making her leave all these jobs? Is it because she's getting married to this rich man and she's gonna have babies and sail off into the sunset? I suspect that there's something a little more going on with Portia in the background that's making her reevaluate her work stuff. As far as the Housewives are concerned, I mean, that show and every other five female ensemble show that's been around for 10 plus years, they're all getting ready to come to a head. I mean, trends are changing in reality TV and these people's lives at this point have been fully realized. There's really no more to get from them. Um, so I, I think we'll see Housewives coming to a close in the next two to three years anyway. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think that if you look at what's going on in Portia and how she's unraveling all of this, uh, the reason why she's given up the Real Housewives as well as Dish Nation is, in my opinion, she has a daily gig that's about to jump off. Um, and let me tell you why. Because she's introducing it through her pursuit of Portia, her book. So she's using her reintroduction as she exits these things. Her reintroduction is a book. And usually when someone reintroduces as a book, then it means it's about to, uh, you know, then comes a talk show or something or something that's a daily platform where you're using the book as your springboard to then introduce yourself to a bigger audience on a regular basis. And that would be the only thing, in my opinion, that would explain why She's giving up a morning daily show and she's giving up the sporadic filming of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. But let's see. I could be making it all up in my head. There's lots of talk about her getting a, spe a spinoff special about her new life with her, her fiance and her family moving forward. And um, honestly, you know, there was a time that Portia and I were really cool. And I remember when she first got Dish Nation, 
I sent you a text. I said, you are so perfect for this show. I think her fun personality and she's great on that show. Like I, I actually was shocked that she would leave that show. Cause I think that's something that she's really, really good at. So maybe you're right Al, that there has to be something bigger than that to walk away from a, that chat, mm-hmm. that relationship with Fox yep. and that, you know, that nightly audience and that's syndicated everywhere. And they get also fantastic rerun checks. I did a few episodes and I, you get checks for a long time on that show. So, well, you it, know, he's really good at that show. So what, what, what were we going to say? Also, remember, she's walking away from in excess of $3 million to work how many hours a day? So it's like, it's got to make sense for her. So I feel like it's something else that she's going to announce that's going to be taking up a large bulk of her time. Hopefully so. It's got to be something more than a spin off because the, the spin offs, they're not, they don't, that's really not enough. They don't, they don't, they don't pay enough. Right. All and, right, y'all. And her and her life ain't that doggone interesting. So at all. I'm going to just move on because people will call me. <laughs> uh, in a recent interview, Akon said that there's still a road to redemption for R. Kelly and that he should be given the opportunity to make things right with his victims. According to TMZ, Akon said the R&B singer needs to reevaluate his life choices after being convicted for his sex crimes. Akon also said that R. Kelly needs to do some deep reflection and talk to God. Do you agree with Akon's statements about there being some redemption for R. Kelly, or is it a wrap? Um, everybody is worthy of mer- mercy and grace. Um, everybody. I don't care what you did, who you are, everybody's worthy of mercy and grace. Now, what it looks like in this lifetime coming from the public as it relates to R. Kelly, I do not know. Um, but I do have a question for you guys and for the general public. How do we reconcile it happened to him and he did it to other people. You know what I'm saying? Because th- that alone, you have to extend a certain level of mercy to R. Kelly. I mean, not, not saying that he didn't know what he was doing, but I definitely think the trauma that he experienced as a child was definitely a factor in his warped mind or in his mind becoming warped. But he's, he's definitely worthy of mercy and grace. Uh, what do you think? I, I, everybody is worth, worthy of mercy and grace, but you have to repent. You have to apologize. You have to admit that you did something wrong. And the fact that he still tweeted what we talked about this on Wednesday, that he's still going to, you know, fight for justice because he still is claiming his innocence is absolutely ridiculous. So listen, as far as I'm concerned, until he admits and apologize, there's no grace and mercy for anybody that does 40 years of pedophilia, anybody that takes care, takes advantage of little girls and little boys and women. Hell no, he can burn in hell as far as I'm concerned until he decides that he wants to apologize. Until then, I'm sorry, no grace and mercy from me for R. Kelly. I I agree. Uh, I think um, his statements show that he still thinks that, uh, you know, because he has so much bigger than his birth. He has so much public support from his fans because there's some fans, let's, let's face it, that no matter what he does, they're not going to turn on Kelly. Like, mm-hmm. They love his music and they can't separate the man from the music. I can separate the man from the music, but the fact that you were okay doing this. Listen, I, I, I sympathize. I empathize with a, a, a victim of sexual assault, but that doesn't give you a green light to go rape other people or molest other people because you were molested. At some point as an right. adult, it is on you to say, hey, I have been hurt. I'm a damaged human. I have to go get some kind of help before I hurt others. And you didn't do it. And then you denied it. And then you're still not accepting it. You could come back because the black community is very forgiving of our idols. Very forgiving. Very forgiving. That's right. Write a book. Say you're sorry. Mean it. Find some. 
that's right, come out on the other side. But we learned this week when the young lady that test that spoke to Gail, she came back to sit on the couch with Gail, and we found out that she lied. She lied about everything that she shared shared with Gail King. She lied. She said that he coached her, that he made her lie. And he is still saying that he's innocent. Well, if you can make a girl eat some doo-doo and pee and all the kind of nonsense, you're going to make her lie on a talk show. And right. some of the things that it's revealed that he's done, one of the most vile humans I've ever heard of in my life. And it's sad because you're also one of the most gifted humans I've ever heard of in my life. And it's but really you know sad you never got, he never got the help as a child. But we're not going to put on that. We're not gonna say he made her eat that boo boo. Now accountability go both ways, Mama. You, 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 you. Uh, you he can't nobody make you eat no boo boo. You a different kind of fool if they can. It ain't nothing no man could whisper in my ear, and no way he could touch my tussie cat that's gonna make me eat. No uh, I'm sorry. I don't know Q about that because remember at the height of his career, he was untouchable. He was a multimillionaire that everything he touched turned to gold. So. For some people, the value of that is very important to them, their career, and their change in lifestyle. So if he asked them to eat a little bit of boo-boo, they ate a little bit of boo-boo. You think it was a little bit or a lot of bit? I think it was a lot. I think it was a lot. <laughs> Y'all are so gross. Are we, are we talking? Are we talking? Or are we talking? <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, you can permanently get taller? You can what? You can permanently get taller. Yeah, if you drink milk. <laughs> Other than that, there's a procedure called height lengthening that increases the length of the long bones of the leg. Take a look. You can permanently get taller. Part 11. It takes about three to four months of assistive walking, which means that you use a walker when you're getting around. It takes about six months before you're walking normal without any uh, assistance, about eight months before you're running, and about a year before you're back to sports. So back in the modeling days for me, about 30 years ago, there was a girl that was 5'6", gorgeous face. She's actually famous now. But anyways, I heard when she was younger, her mother, they had a lot of money. They paid for the surgery that breaks the femur. And they put them in the brace and the bones when they grow together and you increase your height a, a half inch. Like it's not a lot at a time. Very painful. So I, anyways, they're saying that men are paying seventy six thousand dollars for this procedure. Would y'all ever consider this? A, well, neither one of y'all is short, but height is such an important thing when it comes to attraction. I think for a lot of people, would y'all ever consider this? What do you think about this procedure? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm six feet. So th this is doesn't apply to me at all. I don't understand the short man struggle. I do understand that women kind of devalue short men or, or pick at them or laugh at them. So I can understand how somebody could have enough mental angst and, and, and childhood trauma around being short and, and, and wanting this procedure. I think it's no different than women getting BBLs and breast lifts and tummy tucks and waist shapers and teas and pills and potions and everything else to try to look a certain way. I, I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, that, that has a gender, but um, how are they doing it? Are they breaking the bone? Is it a pill? Is it a shot? What is it? Break the bone. They're breaking the bone and then they're adding um, uh, screws and oh. stuff to extend it. 
And then after leaving it extended so long, they take the screws and metal out and the muscle had already developed around the extension and it stays after six to 12 I think, months. I think the medical ethics board needs to draw the line somewhere. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting- You know, now. let me Removing tell you- Removing ribs and breaking bones now for the, vanity? Listen, we've done worse. The, the, the funny thing about this to me is that you give a medical school to these white and Asian doctors and every insecurity, every inferiority complex that they've ever had, they will change that shit through science and medicine. And that's exactly what's happening here. There's a doctor who said, you know what? I was short. I'm going to focus on people that are short. This is a business for me. And look what happened. He's had 30 patients, right? Each paying $76,000. That's $2.4 million. That means that doctor is making $38,000 an hour. This is a home run. It's cool to me. People in the chats are saying Tory Lanez, Kevin Hart. This is giving a whole bunch of <laughs> um, Let me read one more comment. There's one that says uh, people will do this, but, but they won't do the vaccination. Right. I want to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we got some tea. Between uh, Ellen Pompeo and Denzel Washington get into a whole argument and beef. It got ugly. We got more TGIF when we return. All right, guys, I will cut right to the chase. Welcome back to the show, first of all. And then I'll cut right back to the chase. All right, I've been feeling really good these days. I have more energy. I feel lighter. I get a good night's sleep. And I wake up feeling super refreshed every day. So what's my secret? It's Ready Slim's Detox Teas. Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with high quality, 100% organic herbs that gently boost your metabolism and help digestion while also reducing bloating and gas. Now, I just added this recently to my already healthy, pretty healthy lifestyle, and I already feel a few pounds lighter. Now, Ready Slim's Detox Teas are made with no fillers, no additives, and no laxatives, so they're safe to drink daily. Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea has everything you need. Now, the Wakey Wakey Morning Detox Tea helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And their Snoozy Night Detox Tea helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty sleep. And the best part of Ready Slim is how it aids in weight loss. Plus, it's keto-friendly. Now, I'm sleeping better at night, and my energy is on point. So say hello to a better, brighter you. And for right now, and for a limited time, you can save 25% on your first order of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus get a free collapsible water bottle. Go to readyslim.com slash tea and use the code tea. That's readyslim.com slash tea to save 25% on your first purchase of Ready Slim's 28-Day Detox Tea Kit, plus a free collapsible water bottle. Once again, readyslim.com slash T, code T. All right, y'all. Got to get the business out the way, but now we got to talk about this shadiness that's going on. Uh, Ellen Pompeo and, and Denzel Washington, I would never assume those two had an issue, but the star of Grey's Anatomy revealed that she got into a heated argument with Denzel Washington when he directed an episode of her hit show. Now, Pompeo was shooting a scene with another actor and found his creative choices to be really annoying. So she said during that scene, uh, you know, she yelled at an actor and told him to look at her when he apologized, which wasn't in the script. Well, all hell broke loose because Denzel went ham. He yelled, I'm the director. Don't tell him what to do. Now, Pompeo didn't hold back. She told Denzel, listen, mother effer, this is my show. This is my set. Who are you telling? 
Like you barely know where the bathroom is. Can y'all imagine somebody coming for training day Denzel Washington and, and calling him a mofo? And was she out of line? What do y'all think about this? I can definitely, uh, it, it's crazy. I could also see how the star of the show for 17 years could feel empowered enough to feel like she's the HBIC. Um, Claudia, you know this from working in production and film though. It's a rule, actors, you are not to give anybody else direction. All direction is supposed to come from the director. So she definitely bucked protocol here. Um, what I find the most interesting though, cause I make a conscious choice to just no longer let white people and their privilege upset me. What's the lack of self-awareness in this, right? That, that, that the fact that she lives in a world where she was just completely unaware of how this would have come off to people outside of white women. That, that was the fascinating part for me. But um, I mean, it's Hollywood. It happens. Al, what do you think? So I, I did a little bit more research on this because it was very baffling to me for her coming out of her mouth to such an icon like that. And what I found out was and she was very open and honest about this when she spoke to Taraji P. Henson on her podcast. She said the first 10 years of that show was extremely toxic. She said the work environment was horrible. And that is one of the things that led to Isaiah Washington losing his job. And she, and, and I, I'm assuming that a lot of it was race-based because one of the solutions to it was that she partnered with Sandra Rhimes. And Sandra Rhimes brought in Debbie Allen to be the EP to, to kind of address these issues that's going on on set. And in addition to that, Debbie Allen brought Denzel Washington. So when they were all brought in to help bring better culture there, she simply was bucking the culture. But what she said was that she partnered with Sandra Rhimes and she learned from it and she then feel like because of that experience, because she had to take that experience with Denzel and Debbie Allen, that the show has been nothing but better ever since. And now she feels comfortable in her work environment and she actually likes going to work. Now, I, I hate that because things are, a, a lot of times it is based on race, but sometimes you might just not be feeling someone that has nothing to do with their race. Is that fair to say? Mm -hmm. and, um, another argument, another point. I know Ellen Pompeo is married to a black man. He's from Boston. We used to always see him around the clubs. Okay. Right. And um, if it is, maybe she feels like, you know, she's been invited to the cookout and she can just pop off like she feels. I think she's definitely entitled. A lot of times, I'm sure everyone's been kissing her butt for a very long time. And right. she does feel like she's a queen bee there, even to someone as iconic as Denzel Washington. But we all know the director does make that call and she knows better because one day she'll probably be directing. And I'm sure she would not like an actor, you know, Emmy Award winning actor or not, you know, stepping on her toes if she's a director. Well, let's also let's also give some weight to the fact that just because he's Denzel and he's a director didn't give him license to yell at her either. That's true. Uh, I, I can tell you any I, I probably would have an elevated tone responding to a superior if they yelled at me, too, and I'm grown. Probably they both have pretty they've been pretty. Um, Mm, spoils in their careers or they, they, they're used to being mm -hmm. treated a certain way and then you have two people that don't pr probably feel like either one of them should probably back down yeah all right y'all in a recent interview with hot hit um hot new hip-hop Jethro records rapper and dog pound member daz dillinger claimed that jada pinkett smith was sleeping with crisscross member chris kelly when he was 15 and she was 22 now dillinger said you think jada pinkett was entangling she was entangling with Chris Kelly from Mother F and Chris Cross. 
crisscross was in the room and Kelly was like, Jada Pink is at the door, but don't leave. Take this weed and chill. And we're like, damn. So he gave us an ounce of weed. We're going to kick it right here because they gave him the weed. Well, then he came <laughs> back in and said, yeah, that was Jada Pinkett. And I'm like, damn, that's Jada Pinkett at a young age, 1993, around that time. Now, she was entangling then. Shout out to Jada. What are your thoughts on this story where they're saying that there was something going on between these two? Why his messy ass trying to spray Jada? He need to be explaining why he was sitting up there doing drugs with a 15-year-old at that time. And I don't care if it was marijuana. You were still, in 1993, that was classified as drugs. You were sitting up there doing drugs with a 15-year-old. Tell us that story since you're around here want to spray people business. As far as Jada, I... I, 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 don't, I don't believe this. I don't, I, 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 I don't even think in the ghetto 22-year-old girls, be, I mean, maybe they do, but oh. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't believe this. And I'm like, why? This is just messy and it's dumb and you, you gained absolutely nothing from it. Nobody cares. Why is everybody else outing her like this? Or, or whether it's true or not, like wh- this is not the, like first it was August, right? Like y'all said last week. And now it's this Chris Kelly. What, what, I mean, what? I, I just, I just think it's a media, it's a media play. Now, listen, we've known, we have known Jada for thirty years now on the big screen, right? We've also known that Will and Jada have always, their sex life has always been alternative relationship. It's been an alternative marriage, but we have never heard of them messing with underage kids, boys and girls. Now, that's something we've never heard. I say, let's let Chris Kelly rest in peace because we know he can't even defend himself because he's no longer alive. And I wholeheartedly don't believe that she had sex with a 15 year old when she was 21 or 22. All right, moving on. There's a tweet that's been circulating on social media that's calling Ray J a legend. And we gotta finish that story when we come back. (laughs) All right, y'all, we'll be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. We are looking at y'all in the chat. I just believe we crossed 2,000. We trying to get to 3,000. Yes. Hey, y'all. When we start getting to three and four and 5,000 in the chat, I think we'll be able to get another night. Is that fair to say? You think they'll go for that, y'all? We need another night anyway. Sounds good to me. (laughs) And then we can be legendary. Okay. Now, speaking of legends, there's a tweet going around. They calling Ray J. A legend on social media. Now, the tweet, the tweet says, Ray J is a Brandy's brother, dated Whitney Houston, Lil' Kim, and Pamela Anderson, made Kim Kardashian famous, is a member of the Bloods, made One Wish, and wait a minute, made Scoot E-Bike, a seven-figure company, owns Suge Knight's life rights. Ray J is a legend. Do y'all agree with this? And what makes a person a legend? What do y'all think? I mean, I don't know about a legend, but he is definitely accomplished. Like when you put it down on paper and you read it, it's like, okay, Ray J has made some moves out there. It just sucks because Ray J is also another thing they need to add to that list is president of the corny club. Because Ray J is so corny (laughs) that you don't even realize that he's got some, you know, got some accomplishments under his belt. But, you know, (laughs) when you're right, you know, it's true. The list was just missing one thing. What's that? President of the Corny Club. <laughs> and and that, Bow Wow was the vice president. Oh. Nick, Nick Cannon is the treasurer. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm going to have to disagree with Funky on this one. I really feel like that he actually is a legend topic. 
All right. And I think we should give him his flowers. Let's just do a quick uh, walk down Ray J memory lane as far as I'm concerned. Right. When I take a look at the uh, at the things in his timeline, when I think of Ray J, I think of the butterfly effect. All right. So he single handedly like is linked to some of the biggest phenomenons of pop culture in urban pop culture in America. Here go my five. Number one, one of the biggest, if not the biggest brands in the world happened because of Ray J. So it's called Kim Kardashian. And every offspring of that and all those family members is because of Ray J, we can argue. Number two, he was dating Whitney Houston when he when she died on his sister Brandy's birthday, February 11th. That's iconic to me. Number three, he was the first guest on one of the biggest shows on radio and YouTube. He was the first guest of The Breakfast Club. Number four, we all know he owns the rights to Suge Knight's life story, and that's gonna be freaking epic when that comes out, right? And then number five, he, it's, it's been one of Hollywood's best kept secrets that he's the one that went back and told Biggie that Faith was creeping with Tupac, which by some accounts started the beef which led to the death of two super icons. So as far as I'm concerned, Ray J is definitely an a messy icon queen. topic. <laughs> a messy queen. He is a messy queen. Okay, and I went back and told the people business. Messy queen. That is what he is. He is. I didn't know that. That is messy. And don't mess around, told that lady business and got both of them men killed. He is a messy queen. <laughs> I will say this about Ray J. You know, there was a time where the running joke was that's just Brandy's brother, and he has made something out of a, quite an impressive career out of, of you know of being that. He took that and ran with it. And, and this guy is very heavy in the tech fields and the tech world, and he is making a killing. I don't know if he, I would call him a legend, but he's definitely doing his thing. Is that fair to say? So he's accomplished legend. That's reaching. He Barry Gordy, I that's a legend. A, uh, he's a legend of topics. Stevie I mean, Wonder, a, that's definitely. a legend. Ray J is accomplished. He, Ray he, J, he, you got my support, brother. Of course, he's a rich black man. <laughs> All right, in some <laughs> intoxication news, a man in Turkey decided to join a search party for someone who was reported missing. Not a big deal, right? But anyways... Wait till I get to the, the meat of the story. Somehow he did not re realize that he was the missing person. The 50-year-old man had been drinking with friends when he wandered into a forest. Now, when he didn't come back, his friends were concerned and they reported him missing. As news of the missing man spread, volunteers from different neighborhoods joined with authorities to aid in the rescue mission. Among them was his drunk ass, who appeared to not realize that they were looking for him. What are your thoughts on this story? And do you have any crazy drunks? Actually, I really want to know more so about y'all drunk and crazy stories that we can share with the fans right now. What do y'all? What y'all got? This this story tickled me. Um, me whatever too. it is he was drinking, I don't I want, want none of it. I don't I do. want <laughs> none of it. This story is just funny because it read, it screamed, the story said they were screaming his name and he said, I'm right here. I'm right like, here. Could you imagine <laughs> that the expression on the search party's face when they when that man said, I'm right here? This, you talking about Ray J is the legend. No, this, this is a legend. All right. <laughs> 
You know, Al, we'll get your thoughts. We have to take a quick commercial break. And if you want, actually, Al, I would prefer you to share one of your little dirty, filthy drunk stories. I know I <laughs> with you at the Essence Festival where I had to sneak off because you was doing too much. I couldn't hang with you. We'll be right back with more TGIF. And if you want to hear Al's messy, dirty, nasty, filthy drunk story, give me some thumbs up in the chat. <laughs> they know. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about the drunken man that was part of his own search oh, wow. party because he was still drunk. And I asked, you know, we, we were t- just talking about th- this story. And I asked Al to give us a, a drunken story. Before <laughs> we tried us, he tried all of you soulmates, and I don't appreciate this. He tried to act like he doesn't have any drunken stories. <laughs> but the little bit of time Al and I have hung up with Funky Daniva, even Funky already saw that. So Al, give <laughs> us a story. We've got about a, a hundred thumbs up. <laughs> Before I tell on you. Okay. The only drunken story that I I really think was the most interesting was um, I'll never forget. Oh, you know, this is a very interesting since we're talking about Ray J. I was hanging out with Ray J's sister and we went to a club downtown, Claudia, that you're familiar with, Griffin. Mm -hmm. And um, the night was going really cool and we were drinking a lot. And all I know is that the next morning I woke up and there were a number of people in my bed, not saying that it was not Brandy for sure. Everybody, I'm not assuming that I'm just saying I was hanging out with her, but I ended up, she ended up leaving. And I woke up the next morning in bed with some strangers. That's probably the best I can do with my drunken story. Who was it? It was a celebrity, wasn't it? (laughs) I, I'm pleading fifth. I do not kiss and tell. Well, if it wasn't, you would say no. There wasn't a celebrity, right? <laughs> it was more than one. <laughs> Y'all are was it a, was it like a group? Was it like a singing group, uh, a rapper, or an actor? I'm going to plead the fifth on this. Y'all asked for the drunkest story. Was everybody's clothes on? Well, when I woke up, mine were not. Were any oh. condom rappers on the floor? I do remember seeing rappers around, yes. Mm. That's the best I can give y'all. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. <laughs> Texas Governor Greg Abbott has offered to hire any board. Now, I can't go into that now after this. I, I know, really right? Al, you want to give us no more hints? I got no more hints. I mean... Give us a hint. What what category of entertainment was this celebrity in? Um, music. R and B singer from that hangs in New York at all the clubs. Griffin. I don't think they sang R and B. I think it's rap. I think rap. Maybe. Oh, rap. rap. You think rap? Well, give us one of the songs. <laughs> you know, you're gonna be waiting all night for one of them. <laughs> you let's go to Q and his dad go on like you know sex life. He, his is way more interesting than mine. Al, this is really about you right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I, I, that's all I got. Seriously, I, all I remember is I couldn't remember. I I don't I don't even know if anything happened. I honestly don't, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But if you had to guess what happened, what would you have been doing in the situation? <laughs> Well, there was empty con- Q. Let's let's probably let's, let's, too much. That's probably too much, right? Probably were, too much. In the chat, put in the chat who y'all think Al is with in the chat. I want to hear y'all chat. Uh, I mean, if there was empty condom rappers. Anywho. All right. 
we got a game, but I, I still want to hear what they. Oh, they saying Fifty Cent, Bow Wow, Diddy, oh, A One, Lyric is husband. What? Yeah. Lucy, Birdman, Kirk Frank. Hey, anyway. <laughs> Ooh, they letting you have it. Well, you let someone have it that night, so it's only fair. All right, so let um, him have it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We we got another game. We just got caught up all up in Al's business, so let's just go ahead and get to this. So, um, uh, before we go, we want to play a game called Scandal or Fiction. Okay. I will reveal uh, some of the most popular scandals in pop culture. And I want you guys to tell me if it's a scandal, meaning it really happened, or it's a fiction, meaning it never happened. Are you guys ready to play? Let's do it. Okay, let me see if I got some notes. All right. Okay, here we go. First up, uh, rapper Toy Lanes allegedly shot Megan the Stallion in the foot following a pool party at Kylie Jenner's house. Scandal or fiction? The people say it's fiction. <laughs> they say he ain't shoot her. But the circumstance did happen, so I'm going to go scandal. I'm going to go fiction. Really? Okay. The correct answer is scandal. Megan revealed in an Instagram Live video that Tori did indeed shoot her in the foot. All right, mm. next one. Former President Bill Clinton allegedly had an affair with the White House intern Linda Tripp in the 90s. Is this story a scandal or fiction? That's fiction because it wasn't Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp was the whistleblower. Al? Fiction. The correct answer is, of course, fiction. She was the uh, one that did snitch and encourage Monica Lewinsky right. to save that, that with the jizz stain on it. Okay, Janet Jackson had a wardrobe malfunction at the MTV Video Music Awards in 2004 during her performance with Justin Timberlake. Is this a scandal or fiction? That is fiction, because if memory serves me correct, that was Super Bowl. Al? Fiction, it was Super Bowl. The correct answer is fiction. Janet Jackson's uh, malfunction did indeed happen at the Super Bowl in 2004. All right. This next one, Solange punched Jay-Z in an elevator at the Met Gala in 2014. Is this a scandal or fiction? That 2014 is messing me up. It was wasn't the Met, it wasn't the Met Ball. Yeah, but was it 2014? I'm going to take her because y- y- y'all getting us with the little details. Well, I'm going to say scandal. Anyway, I'm going to say fiction. The correct answer is scandal. Solange was caught in an elevator on the camera attacking Jay-Z while leaving the Met Gala. All right, Jesse Smollett told Chicago police that he had been attacked by two men who yelled, this is MAGA country, during the attack. Was this scandal or fiction? This is yeah. retardation. Retardation. Oh, no, oh, oh, my bad. All oh, right. Oh. Okay, sorry. Uh, uh, scandal. The correct answer is scandal. All right, y'all. We have more. We'll have to play this game again. But uh, great, great times. Great show, you guys. Make sure y'all check out us uh, at our new time, 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast, starting next Wednesday. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. And Al, let us know how many condoms you use <laughs> this weekend. After- <laughs> hey, Bye, y'all. Everybody Bye. have a good weekend. <laughs>